Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, welcome to another week, another episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast. You could have chose to spend your time anywhere. You rock with me today. Thank you. I never take that lightly. Before we get into it, let my beat drop. Yes, yes, that's right. Welcome to Medicine Ball with your boy LS3 to be exact. And if you ain't in shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome. Ladies and gentlemen to the Medicine Ball Podcast where we focus on giving your brain a six pack by exercising your mind. Now exercising your mind means that you actively think about and deal with all situations by first seeking to do anything other than what you are normally programmed and or comfortable in doing. Now if you're someone who struggles and wants to get better at thinking about things beforehand as opposed to reacting in ways that require less effort, well just like anything you want to get better at, it does require training practice and work now i'm well aware that thinking about things beforehand as opposed to responding off instinct does require effort and who doesn't prefer things that are easy well the first step my friends can be very easy and that's to begin to look at all things from an unbiased point of view which in itself will increase your curiosity in life now exercising your mind won't give you all the answers you will however begin to look at things with more peace understanding and patience while simultaneously equipping yourself with more tools and strategies to help you effectively deal with this thing called life now before we go any further i'm no doctor no psychiatrist no psychologist i have however been diagnosed with bipolar disorder level one for 16 years and to be honest i got to a point in my life where i was looking at the person i was becoming versus the person i wanted to be and that among other things required me to look at my mental health responsibly so whether or not you're diagnosed or know someone who's diagnosed or have symptoms or just want to know more about it it doesn't matter maybe you're one of the many people who could just use some tips tricks and different ideas to help you get through day-to-day life pull up a seat kick up your feet this is your family man welcome home no judgment zone this week's episode episode 422 that's right 422 master angler let's go welcome ladies and gentlemen gentlemen and ladies to another episode of the medicine ball podcast some real quick updates please continue to like subscribe share support all that good stuff i really appreciate you guys uh the website www.medicineballls and the number three www.medicineballls3.com medicineballls3 is my social media tag go like subscribe share follow all of that good stuff the youtube page link is also in the description please also as well um if you're not here to support me Go follow my man Mamba on Instagram and TikTok at that guy Mamba. I appreciate all of y'all's support. I appreciate all of the um, um interaction that I'm receiving from you guys. I got some really special things coming up here within the next two or three weeks. And when I say special, when I say big, it's going to be something that's going to grow the channel. Amazingly, it's also something that I'm hoping will help me to grow as well. So I'm really excited about that. Um. Appreciate the support with the merchandise as well. I'm trying to think about if there's anything I am forgetting before I get into this episode. Oh, 24. Episode 24 will be the stop of this season. As I uh, mentioned last week and the week before, probably. I have a lot going on, humbly. And, um, you know, just trying to kind of keep uniform with about the time that I'm stopping each season. And um, just because I'm stopping the podcast or pausing this or, you know, stopping season four does not mean that I'm just going to stop being interactive. It uh, actually means the opposite. I'll grow more. You'll see more content on my YouTube page. You'll see more video content, so forth and so on. 
Uh, and that's it. So with nothing else, let's get right into this week's episode. So um, I have been talking here, especially with a couple of weeks ago, the passing, the untimely passing of Kevin Samuels. And um, I'm not saying that in a way like I like worship him or anything. But anytime anybody kind of passes away before their time, I would say it's an untimely passing. But long story short, you know, that kind of spurred me talking about relationships for a moment. Now, I have because I'm more calculated with where I speak and how I speak, right? So if y'all want to hear the raw stuff in reference to the relationships, y'all, y'all going to have to go follow me on Wisdom, period. That is where I do a lot of the more raw version of LS3, rather. But um, I got to talking about relationships, and um, I think I spoke on it in one of my episodes, and I kind of went back to what I was going through with so many passings, deaths, and adversity. And um, here this past week, relationships came up again. And, um, you know, I'm single, you know, and I'm, I don't want to get too much into it, but I'm single. And long story short, I was talking to somebody kind of about, like, what happened in my last relationship. And without going too deep, and I think I spoke on it previously, like, y'all can go check a previous podcast. But without going into it too deep, basically, um, I started talking about this idea about, like, what's attractive to people and when I started getting into that it kind of made me think about fishing all right so that's why it's called Matt that's one of the reasons why this episode is called master angler right so an angler under wikipedia and just like the definitions I'm gonna just give y'all you guys something broad is someone who you know uses a hook attached to a line and a stick or a pole to catch fish. Now, the reason they call it angler is because a hook, like a fishing hook, actually it was called an angle, right? <clears throat> now, when I started thinking about that, I started thinking about my fishing experiences because I was like, okay, so is it that, well, I'll get into it. So I started thinking about my fishing experiences, right? And um, <laughs> my grandfather and my grandmother now at this point, both of them rest in peace, they just were always real big on me and my brother, you know, as a grandchildren, doing boy stuff, going hunting, going fishing, just like doing what I would consider to be boy stuff. So all of that to say, I want to say that my grandfather, my grandmother, the first people who started me with fishing. Now, fast forward lately, I haven't fished in a while, probably like five to 10 years. But at one point I had a strong passion for it. And I remember um, it was a cane pole, right? And I'm probably going to tell a lot about like I my age right I always say this but it was a cane and I don't even want to call it well yeah it was a cane pole right so for those of you guys who don't know this is literally some of the country stuff I've ever seen but it's effective it's literally a long bamboo stick with some string tied to it and a hook and that was my first experience as a um an angler or a fisherman or a fisher boy at that time, whatever you wanted. And I was just so enamored because you didn't have to cast it. You just literally just, you know, grab one of these long poles and just stick it out there and you would catch stuff. So that was kind of my first experience. Very, 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 very young. Right. Um, And I remember vividly, like from that technique, catching like a for real catfish. Right. So I digress. Let me fast forward because this, this is going to be a good episode. Right. All right. Um, so from there, when I was younger, my father stayed in kind of an, a, a complex. It was an apartment complex, but it was right off of the lake. It was called Shannon Lake. Yo, shout out to Dez, Marlon, all my people from over there, right? It was called Shannon Lake. And um, we stayed 
in a building that was, this is actually a funny story. Yo, side note, we actually stayed at the time, this is in Atlanta, Georgia. Usher had to stay at that at that unit at one point or another, Usher Raymond, because at one point we was getting like a ton of fan mail for just Usher. And I was real young at that point. I wasn't in the music or nothing yet, but I knew who he was. But anyway, so that gave me uh, another opportunity to fish. Now, my father had real fishing stuff. He had the rods, and now in retrospect, I understand one of them is called an open face reel, right? One of them is a regular reel. Um, he had the line, he had the poles, and then he had lures. And I remember, like, I guess my grandfather might have just hid this stuff from us and let us fish with the cane poles and went out with his lures on his own time because he knew better. But my father had these fishing lures in this tackling box, and I remember being so enamored initially just at the lures because. He had the for real joints. Some of these joints look like little fish. There's crankbait. And I'm, I'm telling you, because I used to fish, man. You know what I mean? He had crankbaits. Um, the ones that it's just all kind of stuff. And even as a kid, I was a nerd. So I wanted to know which one, each one did. And um, even the one, let's call it the crank. Uh, I don't know. Look, it's been so long. Long story short, when you pull it, it has weights in it. And when you're reeling it in, it makes it look like a fish that's diving. And then you're supposed to stop reeling it in. And then it'll rise up. Then you reel it in. So you're trying to get the action. Follow where I'm going. Master angler. You know, you got to uh, kind of. And I know this. I'm so I'm so immature sometimes because I know this sounds so uh, immature. But it's just like you got to flick the pole, right? You know what I'm saying? You got to kind of. With the with the line so that it's movement underwater because. um. In retrospect, as I progressed a couple of years, they had, I remember they had the Bass, was it Bass Shops, Bass Warehouse or something like that, Bass Pro Warehouse, right? And the one that they had by me, they had a tank in that joint, and it was a big see-through tank, right? And I was still young, so now mind you, as I'm telling this story, they probably starved them fish and everything else, right? But anyway, they would do these Things anybody who's ever been to the Bash Pro Warehouse and really was in it and stuff, you know what I'm talking about. But they used to do these demos where, you know, because it was a big tank, everybody could come around and see, and they would throw the line out. Somebody would go up on this thing, he would cast out his the lure, and they would be trying to sell the latest lure, or whatever. But they would reel it in and show you like how many fish were going for it, right? And I hope I'm explaining it because the tank was see through, huge. But Bass Pro Warehouse is like a humongous store, so it's not like unfathomable that that tank was in there. But the bigger key was it allows you to see what's happening in the water with your with your lure if you're using it right, right? So I just remember little stuff like that. So anyway, boom, back to my dad and these lures. So, <laughs> and as I'm telling this story, it's actually funny because my dad used to not want us to mess with the lures because... Oh, man, I love fishing. Uh, I might get back, out, back into fishing. But anyway... So, and I'm trying to explain this in a way to where it's like not confusing the people who have no idea what fishing is. But so with this fishing line, you know, you could choose to tie your hook directly onto the fishing line, right? Which means you would have to know some type of knot tying skill so that you, well, I'm going to get to that. Or you could tie it to a, um, I guess they would call it like a swivel clip. So that when you were changing your lures, it would be easier to just clip them onto this little piece as opposed to cutting the string and having to do this unique knot um, to to tie to, to that. Now, a couple of things I want you guys to understand with this whole setup, because right now we're talking about fishing, we're talking about lures, and I'm explaining to you the tackle or the lures and the difference in them, but not even that, just setting up the lure. And I hope y'all see where I'm going. I'm going somewhere with this. So, like, 
when you didn't tie the string directly to the lure, it affected the movement of it to where it wouldn't look natural. So, for instance, if you were somebody who wasn't good at tying knots, you would probably tie one of the little quick attachments. I don't even know what they're called. I used to know all this stuff, but it's something that allows you to clip the fishing lure to it without having to cut the string every time, right? But the problem with that is when you throw it in the water, depending on how your knot was tied or if it was, you know what I'm saying? If it wasn't clean, a clean cut on the knot or whatnot, when it was coming through the water, it just wouldn't have the real enough movement for you to get bites. Now, at this age, I ain't know all of this. You feel me? I just wanted to attach something that would allow me to try every single one of these cool looking lures my father had, which were very expensive, right? Now, on top of this little swivel thing, some of these... You know, when you fishing, there's there's different depths, right? So some of the lures weren't heavy enough to drop, so you have to add weight on top of it, right? <laughs> Y'all about to have the way. So I remember getting this set up, and I was probably like at least double digits. I don't even think I was a teenager, maybe like 12. I remember getting this set up and then putting all these weights on here, right? And then putting this lure on here, right? And I want y'all to listen to this part. And then going out there and casting as hard as I possibly can. <laughs> And the line just snapped, and so the whole setup just would go flying out the <laughs> Yo, and so, like, now my dad, when he would go to his tackle box, he would be missing one of his favorite lures, bro. Like, I know specific vivid in my head, like, specific lures that my man had had for years. That I go get this old, elaborate setup and then add these ways to it, thinking I'm doing something. And then just cast it, and that drink just, this drink just snap. It's gone, too. <laughs> oh, yo, this is funny, man. So, anyway, all of that to say, sometimes when we're attracted to something or we want to get something, we use a lure. We use bait. And, um... The problem with that is we don't think too much out of that. So often when we're attracted to something or something that we see, we focus a lot on getting the attention of whatever we're attracted to, if that makes sense. So it's always almost like you use an attraction to attract something that you want and a lure has to be involved. Right. And I think sometimes whether it be success, whether it be a financial situation, whether it be peace, whether it be spiritual growth, I think sometimes we focus too much and put so much energy into the lure that we forget about the second part, which is, okay, so what you trying to attract, Lord forbid you catch it, right? So boom, let me go back to you and tell a couple more fishing stories and let me put all this together. So it's just like, man, do you know how often, like, because I, I wanted to catch bass, right? So it's like, and it just, even telling this story, it like aligns with the person I am today. Because even when I was at that age, like I'm really, when I'm passionate about something, I'm all in. I was getting the video games. I was probably the only kid when everybody was playing, I think Virtual Fighter 1 came out on Sega Saturn around that time, right? I was renting like Bassmaster Challenge, right? And I was really into the lures and playing the fishing game and knowing da da da. And there's something I haven't spoken on. And there's a reason. Right. But I was real into it. So I knew a little bit more than the average person in my same demographic. Right. So. OK, so um, I'm just trying to make sure I'm, I'm telling I'm telling everything about this. All right. So, boom. So we put so much focus on the lure 
that we forget a couple of things, right? So you know how many times I thought I was just going to go f- catch a bass or a crappie, right? Because as I'm learning, I'm learning like what I'm willing to deal with. Because like I said, when I first early on caught that catfish as a kid and that thing's going, first of all, I'm confused all the way. Like, yo, this is a fish. That sounds like a bird. I thought they couldn't breathe on air. I, could, I, I, I definitely wasn't about to get that thing off the hook. Now, listen to me, because this is just one part. Sometimes we want to go with the lure to attract something, right? And maybe our lure isn't specific enough to attract what we want, so we get something similar. Now, mind you, my issue was I didn't want to... Well, let me let me let me explain this catfish story. So with the catfish, I don't know what happened, but my grandfather, either he had got cut by one of their fins or he was just really, really adamant when expressing that to me at a young age that, yo, this particular type of fish here, if you don't grab this joint right, if you don't, because. And I learned this going on, uh, getting older, when you grab a fish to take them off the hook, you have to grab them down so that you can fold their fins down. If you don't grab them a certain type of way, and depending on the fish, they will spike you with their fins, right? Or they're uh, on the top or whatever, right? So long story short, I think the fish started flopping around. I might have cut my granddad or something. But the look of the catfish, the sound it was making, and me seeing how dangerous something you had gotten hooked can be trying to get it unhooked, that really damaged a lot of my fishing growth because for a while I would be catching fish and somebody else would have to take them off the hook for me. Right now, I want to give this one last reference to fishing and we're going to go ahead and wrap it up because I got a lot going on. And next week and the week after you guys will be like, how do you juggle all this? Right. But. um, So what happens is sometimes is, um, like I said, we attract and lure something and we don't know what to do with it. Here's another thing that I had an issue with. And I spoke to it earlier when I was talking about the weight. And uh, connecting all the stuff to the fishing pole and casting as hard as I can. And that whole little setup snap. You know why? I was so focused on the lure and the attractive things about fishing that I learned very early. Well, I ain't going to say early on, but it took me a while after I lost a couple of lure setups. Oh, yeah. There's something else that matters. Because how many times I fished and got something I couldn't handle? A bigger fish than I could handle and didn't have the skill to reel in. Because it's more than just and just pulling. This is when I learned about test line. Right? Ladies and gentlemen, test line or the pound of the fishing line that you're working with, it matters. That fishing line matters. It don't matter what lure you got. It don't care where your location is. It don't matter what boat you have. It doesn't matter what equipment you have. It doesn't matter. Brother, if that line cannot withstand what you may land when it's a fish on, you're going to lose everything and some of your ego. So, boom. So, now, let's go back to the the line. So, when I did get my reel in the water with these setups, sometimes... I'll be because I actually read up on it as a kid. Oh, they like to hide out under the trees. This is where they put their nest. Oh, during this time, I see, right? So it's like, even though I didn't necessarily have the skill, I had the will. You feel me? So I would be casting in the right spots. And sometimes I get something on that I ain't know what to deal with. I remember one time I got a fish on. And of course, I never know what it was. But my dad, like, again, we stayed in the apartments that was right next to the lake. And this joint is pulling. Right? And I'm like, Dad! Dad! My, my man, my fishing line, that's what it sounded like. Because I didn't know about drag. I didn't know about pull. 
I didn't know about wearing the fish out before you went to go try to pull them in. So I'm standing there with this fish on, not really knowing what I'm doing. And I'm yelling, Dad! you know, while I'm trying to wheel the fish in. And this line snapped. And that happened more than once. So those are two things I just wanted to point out as I get deeper into this and bring it all together. We got to be careful when we out here fishing for stuff and putting all this focus into luring and attracting things. That we know what to do once we, number one, catch that thing. And number two, wants to maintain it. How, can you even get that joint to the boat? And I was going back to relationships because my previous relationship, and I don't want to bash nobody. I'm not going to use no names. I'm going to say it real, real concise. Long story short, I feel like she had done the attraction part. And then she actually asked me to be her boyfriend. I'm just going to keep it real. And I knew kind of better, but I didn't want to judge. I was just like, I don't even, does she know what I'm on? You know, I got this whole podcast. You know, I'm dead set on spiritual growth and being the best version of myself. I'm looking at her situation, not from judging, but just like, yo, that's a lot to take on if you want to, if you want to date me. I'm going to be talking about communication. I'm going to have to, if you my girlfriend, yeah, you got to watch what you post. I got a whole brand. Right? And what I realized with her is, and I'm just speaking on her, ladies. Oh, I want a man who does this and who has these qualities and who's into the church and who has a business and da-da-da-da-da. Oh, yeah, me as a kid. I want to catch a largemouth bass that they be holding up at these Bassmaster Championships that weigh like 20 pounds and da-da-da-da-da. Mess around, get that thing on the hook. First of all, you can't even reel it in. It is not to say she's a bad person, but there are levels when it comes to dating and growth. She barely got me to the boat. She had to use a net. I'm just keeping it real. And she went ahead and secured it, like being like, yo, let's date. Which I don't, and that's a sign. I don't care who asks who, the male or the woman. That's another story. But it's like, okay, now you got now you got to maintain it. So now you got this joint up into the boat, right? Can you get it off the hook? You done landed this big prize fish, right? Can you even get it off the hook once you get it to the boat? And what happens is we focus so much on the, the idea of the, the, the goal being accomplished or us getting what we want and what we're going to do when we accomplish that. Oh, man, when I get rich, I'm going to do this. Yo, when I get a wife, I'm going to do this. Yo, when I get a husband, I'm going to do We focus so much on that, right? We don't think we got to secure the bag. Because what happens is when we focus too much on even from what we're attracted to, Man, everything that, that, that glitter ain't gold. When we focus too much on the shiny, flashy things and the options and we don't pause and exercise our mind, you going to get smoked when you realize that there's another side that comes with all of these big, these big situations. You want to be a leader, a for real leader? You want to be somebody who people look up to and come to for advice? Bruh, prepare to not be human. Because it don't make them no wrong. It doesn't make people wrong. But just like when you're a leader and people come to you for advice, they'll make 53 mistakes, even at my job. Even at my job. Some people on my team pick any reason to be like, oh, you made a mistake. Now, me personally, I don't care. But it's just like, <laughs> if you want to be a leader and people to listen to you or in a situation where you have discretion to where sometimes you might be able to pull over a person wrong or have good Valid, righteous points that people can't rebuttal. Bro, they're gonna, you're going to be criticized. You want to run a business? Prepare to have the world's longest to-do list. You're going to die. That to-do list still going to have stuff on it. You're going to lose money. You're going to be busy. 
But ain't that what you asked for? So what happens is when we focus too much on the lure and the attraction and the flashy thing and the options and the bells and whistles versus the things that matter, such as securing something, maintaining it and keeping it. I just talked to somebody. I was like, yo, when you get to a certain level, it stops becoming about making money and keeping the money that you have. That's why lottery winners get smoked. Yeah, you got the money, but you don't have the skills to maintain it. Right. And what happens? It leads to failure and defeat. And the average person is going to look to place the blame on anyone but themselves. Then it leads to anger. Then it leads to self-deception uh, or lying to yourself. But this is why it's beautiful. We're talking about fishing and being a master angler. And if you're adaptable, if you're a master angler, well, let me say this. Most people, if you ask them, like I always hear this, what's the quickest way to, from point A to point B, a straight line, right? Well, let's think about that straight line. If you tilt it a little bit to the right, it's still a straight line. If you start putting it at different angles and spinning that line, it's still a straight line. There are multiple straight lines, but angles where you could get from point A to point B. Sounds crazy, right? Well, with fishing, there's multiple ways to get the fish. You can get you a rod that you got to cast out. That means you hold the button and the string goes all the way out. You can get the open face joint that spins and looks all cool. Or you can get you a little stick with the floaty on the top of it and just have that joint sticking out there until you see that floaty go down. Multiple ways to get there. But if you're not focusing on the line, right? There's a lot of bars in this. This is a loaded episode. If you forget about the line and making sure that your line is on point, with fishing, I ain't have the right test pound. That's why, yo, I'm fishing for all these 20-pound fish, but my test line only take 12. What you think is it don't matter anything else? There's certain things that we have to be aware of. And if we get too sidetracked by the flash and the glitz and the grammar and the multiple options, et cetera, et cetera, which everybody does, right? Me, even me, you better snap back. Because when you get that opportunity, that's how opportunities are blown. Everybody's prepared for what they're going to do after they overcome the adversity before the opportunity that they can't even land the opportunity. So let's stick on the same thing called angles. I'm a battle rap fan, as y'all know. And I quite often say that a lot of my spiritual growth when it came to like reading the Bible was just realizing that this man, Jesus, had parables slash bars and metaphors for days. Like I would just listen to the Bible and hear him say something like, yo, if you don't want to be thirsty again, you should drink from the fountain of life. And when I first heard the Bible or started reading it and I heard I seen that, I would just read right through it. I just blow right through. I had no idea what he was talking to. But it wasn't until I realized like. Jesus is not going to say nothing in the Bible if it don't mean something. So now if I hear that, I'm like, that's a bar. You better drink from the word. You better drink from here, right? Boom. I'm a battle rap fan. And I think that battle rap fans um, are just more perceptive uh, to conversation because when you in these battle raps, depending on what platform you're watching it on, you might not get to run it back and see the replay. So if you want to catch a... a, a a triple metaphor in a bar, triple entendre. Like for instance, Jay-Z is say, um, Jay-Z made us made a line like this. He said, um, I prayed so much, man, cause I ah, what'd he say? I prayed so much cause I had so many felonies. Right? Something like that. But if you slow it down, I prayed so much that I had so many fell on knees. That's just to give you an example, right? So anyway, I'm a battle rap fan. And in battle rap, 
there are, it's almost like a video game because there's different attributes, man. I'm going to let y'all into my life. And this is why I be really holding my tongue because when people want to jone or roast or whatever you call it, man, I can just take off on you. And sometimes I do it. They be like, man, you just got it all. You just so, nah, man, I'm perceptive. I'm already looking of ways. I used to freestyle. I could probably still freestyle right now. I would like, when they th do this whole um, throwing something in the air or so, yo, point at something in the room and I've been doing that, right? So boom. Battle rap is like characters in a game and they all have attributes. Let me give you an example. One attribute might be that you like bulletproof, which means it's hard for somebody to say something to you. And just because of your swag or how you carry yourself, it's not going to hit the same. So somebody could say, yo, your mom was giving hair for nickels. Right. But if you have the attribute of being able to brush stuff off, the crowd's not going to react the same. Some people have uh, punchlines. Right. So they may just have a whole bunch of filler, but they're going to give two or three punchline room rockers. Right. Some people have rebuttals, which means in this live battle rap, before they get into their written round, they're going to say something that's fire to what you just said about them. Right. Boom. Some people got freestyle ability. So there's all these attributes. So when you start getting into the top tier, it's about matchups. It's almost like boxing. Right. Like Mayweather wasn't going to fight Pacquiao when they was both young. Because it's about matchups. And in battle rap, they use this term angle. An angle is a way to defeat or edge your opponent because the regular way. So, for instance, if you're a disrespectful battle rapper and that's your attribute, but you're going up against a battle rapper whose attribute is he's bulletproof or like you're, what you're saying to them just because of who they are doesn't have the same effect. Now you got to take another angle. Right. You might have to make your whole battle rap about how inside he's really hurt because he acts so tough. His face is stone cold, but inside is rough. He crying to his mommy and he begging enough. You see what I'm saying? You might just take the whole battle rap about just like how his whole background is about being tough, but he's hurting inside. You feel me? Because you wouldn't be able to just be disrespectful to that person because it's a matchup. It's an attribute. Right? So... Being a master angler from the fishing standpoint, from the battle rap standpoint, from the life standpoint, is about being able to still take a straight line, a straight path to your goal, but it may be a different angle. Let's talk about the straight line, direct path with traveling, right? Let's act like you're looking from the top and you drew a line on the paper, right? Now you take that line and you spin it like a pencil. Is it still straight? The line itself. You see what I'm saying? You see how we get distracted? Well, da, 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 da. is the line itself still straight? If you picked it up and made it 3D and you spin that joint, yeah, it's still straight. It's just a different angle. And sometimes we're so used to putting in all of our focus, energy, and effort into luring that we don't understand. We don't have the angles. We don't have the skills to be able to, number one, once we catch what we're looking for, secure it. And if we're able to secure, we can't maintain it, maintain it, whether it be money, relationships, right? A job, a situation. We have to stop being attracted to the things that don't matter and helping us to maintain what it is we're trying to uh, obtain. Woo. We need to focus on how to maintain what it is we're trying to obtain instead of focusing on how to obtain something we cannot maintain i hope that don't go over y'all heads so i want to challenge y'all today 
I want y'all to be these master anglers, these master fishermen. I want you guys to realize that, yeah, when it comes to attraction, and we're not even talking on a spiritual level because that's a whole nother conversation. I don't believe in manifestation and all of, all of that, but I do think, believe, for example, relationship-wise, if I want to attract a woman who's disciplined, who's God-fearing, who has good business sense, you feel what I'm saying? Somebody who's amicable and I can work with, the easiest way for me to get that type of person it's for my, my, I myself to exude those same type of characteristics that I'm looking for. Why? Well, if I have those characteristics, that means that I know what it takes to get those characteristics and maintain them. So when I find an oppo- a spouse with those characteristics, I will know what I need to do to maintain someone who has those characteristics as well as what they're willing to put up with and they're not. Money. I say this all the time. Everybody, oh, if I just got $5,000 more, if I just got $10,000 more, well, I kind of feel like, yo, if I can get more knowledge on ways to use that $10,000, then, yeah, let me get it. I don't need just a random ten, fifty, twenty thousand dollars $20,000. You don't know what to do with it. People who understand financial literacy get $10,000 and know how to start ma- that, that joint start making the money immediately. The average person, if they got $10,000 right now, that joint is in their regular bank account growing minimal interest. You see what I'm saying? So I want us to pause this week and be a master angler and really think about which way we take that straight line. And that's what I'm going to talk about on my my final show, 24. But which way we take that straight line? And I think a lot of the times when we do it just that direct way and it doesn't work, it's very easy for us to give up, blame, quit, And all of that is just a distraction because when you do that in situations where you fail, you're not going to get no lesson out of it. So you're doomed to fail again. So let's be master anglers this week. I'm going through a lot. I mentioned it, uh, you know, with with my family. I got deaths. Frat brother, rest in peace. My cousin, suicide. But my mother calls me up for help and direction on like, yo, where's the funeral at? You know what I'm saying? My cousin... I don't even want to get too much into it, but it's just like I can lick my wounds and be like, why me? Or I could be like, yo, wasn't you just praying to God to be a leader? How the hell can you run a company? Do you think a company cares about somebody like, like, yo, I said this and I just said this to somebody and I mean this in the most respectful way. Bill Gates family members die all the time. Elon Musk, Donald Trump, you're not going to hear about it unless it's like their mother or their wife or something like that. You think Bill Gates ain't had 10 cousins die? We don't hear about it because let's be honest, we're selfish. We don't care when we press Microsoft, we want that joint to work. Elon Musk, when you go get your Tesla, what you want that joint to work. The, the, your cell phone provider, CEO, who's in charge of maintaining that operation, he has somebody die. We want that joint to work when we call our phones, though. Sometimes we want to promote, oh, I just want this job with more money. Bro, that joint comes with responsibility. Oh, you want to be a leader and take on multiple projects, but you only want to work eight hours? Good luck with that. Putting other people first when you're self? Good luck with that. But you said you want to be a leader, right? You want to be big dog, right? So let's take this time to make sure that the things that we want and that we're asking, asking for and attracting. I know for me specifically, I stop myself. Whenever I start getting overwhelmed by this podcast and this music and everything, I stop myself and be like, bro, this is saying, this is what you ask God for. 
No, you didn't ask her for the stress. You asked for the success, though. But you got to do certain stuff and do, deal with certain stuff if you want to maintain a certain level. So let's be careful what we're looking for. Let's make sure that we can do more than just subtract what we're trying to obtain and that we can maintain it. Getting the attention of what we're trying to attract is just step one. When you fishing, okay, you don't got the lure and everything together and got the, the, the fish and the, the line in the water, right? Now you got to go through all this skill to attract the fish. Now you don't mess around and caught a fish that's big as hell. Now what you going to do? You wanted the fish, though. You're going to be that little kid like me trying to reel this 20-pound uh, fish in with this 15-pound test line yelling up to your father. Then the line's going to break, and depending on where you are, you're going you're gonna to beat up on yourself. You're going to blame it on somebody else and not realize, bro, bump all this stuff. The line is the most important because I just lost the fish, my lure, my ego, and my drive because I didn't pay attention to the kind of line I had. Be master anglers. I appreciate y'all rocking with me. Big news coming. Like, subscribe, share, support. If you're somebody who's going through something, and maybe you casting that line out, you don't threw your whole lure out there. You can't even get the fish. The fish done snap. That was your last lure. Man, you could choose to sit there and be a victim, or you better try to put some chewing gum on the hook. When I was getting my practice in with fish, I kid you not. I get literally three things, four things, literally, right? A stick, some string, a hook, and some moist bread. Balled up and just placed on a hook. I was fishing like that. Push through. Step back, change your angle, and adjust. Become a master angler. I appreciate y'all rocking with me on this show. A lot coming up. I love y'all. Y'all stay up, like, subscribe, share. Until next week, yeah, yeah.